Welcome to this special Italian wine podcast broadcast. This episode is a recording off Clubhouse, the popular drop-in audio chat. This Clubhouse session was taken from the Wine Business Club and Italian Wine Club. Listen in as wine lovers and experts alike engage in some great conversation on a range of topics in wine. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. Hello, everybody. Ciao, ragazzi. Uh, welcome to Wine Business Club on Clubhouse. This will be about Chile, Chile wine market. It is a little different from our usual Italian wine club. By the way, if you like to give us a follow, you see that little greenhouse up there? There's a greenhouse avatar. You can click that and join the group. Otherwise, you can also go on my profile and in the bottom left-hand corner, there are two clubs, Italian wine and wine business. So welcome to wine business. This is where we'll be talking about mostly the international market, how to promote your wine better. And today we have, of course, our very own Jose Pablo Flores. He is a intern from Bologna Business School. He is our host moderator today who will be interviewing his friend, I hope we can do this, Gabriel Mustakis. So, Jose, why don't why don't you take it away and see? First of all, let's do do a small check. Gabriel, ciao, Gabriel. Hello, ciao, Stevia. Oh my How God, miracle! Me? Yes. Oh, a miracle! <laughs> yes, we can actually hear Finally. you. We're live and kicking. Excellent. So, I'm going to now um, let um, Pablo take it away. Ciao a tutti. I'm really happy to had the possibility of introduce uh, Gabriel. He's a, a chief enologist of uh, Viña San Pedro that uh, for you that may not know, Viña San Pedro is one of the biggest one uh, in Chile and worldwide. So it's a really, really good uh, moment to have this talk. And also I can say that Gabriel regarding this experience is also has some production experience. Uh, around the world, in US, USA, and New Zealand. So I'm correct, uh, Gabriel? Yes, uh, you're correct, Jose. This uh, uh, was my, my, my first experience, uh, was like uh, many of the winemakers worldwide uh, working in different places on the world. So now I started Chile in Chile for more than, than 10 years working Jose, I'm going to properly introduce you now because I didn't know if this was going to be a false start because we've tried connecting Gabriel before and we weren't able to do it. Now that we know we can actually proceed with a proper clubhouse call, I would like to introduse Jose. Uh, Jose Pablo. Sometimes I call him Carlo. He gets mad. um, Jose Pablo was born and raised in Chile. He is an actually an industrial engineer. I don't know what you're doing, what you were thinking coming into our group. And he actually has a previous career as a project manager in the food and beverage industry. He spent about, I guess, five years in 
Patagonia, where everybody wants to go in Chile. And he, I guess, had a kind of a midlife crisis when he was 20, basically. <laughs> he wanted to change his career and his personal life. In fact, he's now currently living in Bologna. He, so he decided to enroll in this MBA program, Food and Wine, master's program at Bologna Business School. And some of you know this already. We um, have a very close relationship with Bologna Business School because many of our colleagues are coming from Bologna Business School first as interns, and some of them decide to actually Day, they eventually actually leave, like Lan, as you know, Lan Lu, who's left us after five years. Now he is actually our intern from Bologna Business School. So as you know, Jose, we are obsessed with learning objectives. So what are, what are we, what should we expect from this call with Gabriel today? Okay, um... As you may know, Chile, when it comes about the wine, Chile is well, really well known about being a big produce, producer and also by its exports. But we know a little bit about the Chilean wine market. So the main takeaway that we should have here is uh, have a deeper approach to the Chilean behavior of the consumer and the production. And in order to have uh, an overview and another opinion on how an Italian pro producer may enter the Chilean market. So without saying too much more, Gabriel, uh, maybe a good thing, a good way to start is just to, maybe you can tell us five key things to know about the Chilean wine market, maybe some numbers, some uh, overview. Yeah, yeah, Jose, uh, for sure. Uh, one of the most important thing that uh, we are a really export uh, country. So we are the number four export country in, in, in wines after Italy, France, Spain. And we are the number one country from the new world. So we are the biggest export country from the new world. So um, like in a sense, we are an export uh, country. That's one of the key points. And uh, the other one is uh, that uh, we have a history in, in, in wine consuming and, and culture, but we still drink not that much. We, we drink around 13 liters per capita yeah, here in Chile. So we're trying to increase the number. And uh, mainly it's 97% if uh, steel wines and 3% sparking ones. So... Um, we usually have three main markets in exports, mainly Brazil, China, and UK. And um, internal market mainly is, uh, is from Chilean wines. That's the main key, key point. Now uh, we're, we, we are here like in the company that I work in, that's BSPT Wine Group. We're the second largest uh, group that export and also we manage really well the internal market. So um, that's some of the key points, uh, mainly in production. Uh, also, we're strong in Cabernet Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, and, um, and we have uh, bulk and bottled wines and our average in bottled wines in export markets in terms of uh, FOB, 
the case is around 28 US dollar. So we can summary, summarize that saying that even if we have a lot of production, even if we have consumption numbers in alcohol pretty higher, the wine consumption is the main challenge to be faced, right? We, we would like to increase the liters per capita of consumption of the Chilean uh, consumer, right? Yeah, right. Um, not only trying to uh, write that, that number, now um, one of the things that happened in Chile, the people are more interested in, in the wines. Uh, we have more wine schools working on. We have more sommeliers, uh, also with the tourism and, 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 and better like restaurant and on trade movements. Uh, the people are more interested in wines and we are trying to increase not only the volume or the consumption uh, of, uh, in, in per capita, we are also trying to go further to more premium wines in, in that. I have a question regarding, regarding this because in my experience and when I talk with people about Chilean wine, we say that Chilean wine uh, abroad is considered like quality uh, per value, right? It's a good value. A uh, good quality, but not conceived or not perceived as a really premium wine. What is your your opinion about this? Because uh, when you mentioned education, I, I this come up to my head. So maybe you can say about something about this. Yeah, because um, one of uh, of uh, of the, the of of the proposal of wine of Chile and all of uh, the the wineries here in Chile is trying to change a little bit that uh, set minded about the good quality and cheap price uh, the ones that are coming from Chile uh, that is not now we have a lot of icons wines or premium wines that are in the top uh, top uh, like um, in, in top in, in the magazines and in the ratings we are going very high quality wines and uh, we're trying to show that that uh, we are not only cheap wines, we are making you know, a huge quality and we are trying to arise that uh, price point that now we are set. Um, I think uh, Chile is an amazing country. Uh, we have a huge diversity. Uh, now we are working very sustainable and uh, we are uh, showing wines uh, that give us now the opportunity and we are working hard in that to express Chile and to raise that uh, price point. Uh, we are really competitive in terms of quality. Uh, regarding the education itself, uh, can you mention like uh, the trend? Because yeah, it is increasing, but uh, how can you, which are or what are the main institution or trends or sommeliers that in your opinion are more strong? Uh, because here, for example, we have the double set academies so how about Chile in this matter yeah it's mainly the same the wc is one of the most strongest one and another thing that now is helping a lot uh, we have a lot of sommeliers and more traders uh, that work in wine and trying to do wine education so uh, we have more this kind of um a uh, new concept that when uh, in the sales sales that so they they set up a special uh, special set that invited some clients 
or or people that are interested in, in know more about wine. So you can find a lot of uh, not courses of wine, you more tasting uh, events. So we have the opportunity in those events to show our wines and also show wines worldwide. So the people are getting more interested in, in terms of what is behind the wines. And they are getting more experiences and, and they're, they're, they're starting to love it more and start to try more different wines. Because uh, here in Chile, usually, uh, the people that consume wine, consume one label, one uh, um, one uh, company, and they stated uh, drinking that wine. But now it's more diverse, diversified, and the people are exploring more. So it's more opportunities to 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 know more about wine. Okay. That is a good news, Indian, because we already said before that the main challenge uh, is the low consumption of wine in Chile, even if we are traditional known by wine. Uh, but now we are saying that education in the Chilean market is increasing. So this comes to me in the next maybe topic or question that is like, I know in my experience that um, there is an opportunity in the market for abroad uh, wines. Uh, I know that there is a last year have been increasing the demand of sparkling wine. So and this is the point that I want to make about the Italian wines. Uh, maybe how can how can we find an opportunity in this increasing trend of uh, sparkling? Uh, so, in, in your opinion, which are the main incentive barriers that we can find in Chile as uh, for entering in the in the market? Yeah, here uh, of course always you have opportunities. Uh, now, uh, as I said, three uh, percent of uh, the consumption in Chile is this sparkling, and from the last uh, eight, ten years, it's increasing year by year. Um, and um, here uh, we have uh, this this uh, this uh, free like market. Chile have a lot of. Uh, uh, good uh, relationship uh, worldwide. So, uh, in terms of uh, barriers to 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 import wines, we don't have any. Yeah, we have some taxes, but those taxes applied uh, for overseas wine and also for uh, wines from here from Chile. So, it are the same taxes. So here, I think the, the, the most difficult part that we are really far away. So in terms of transport, the shipment, uh, you can increase more like um, in, in terms of uh, 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 prices of the wine. But uh, here mainly because we are very strong in our production and always we are in, with innovations and that. Um, I think in 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 the massive wines is quite difficult to compete here if uh, with the Chilean uh, pro production. So, uh, so I think uh, those are the the, the main uh, difficulties that you can have. It. I know we we have some importers in Chile uh, around ten, and one importer. Brought some um, some um, wines from Italy, and he's not strong. It's very small quantity, but mainly are in Italian restaurants. 
and working that with the Prosecco. Can I ask you the 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 question of the million? You know, uh, what would you, in your opinion, what would you suggest to imagine that you are an Italian producer and you want to enter the Chilean market? How would you approach this this country? Oh, now uh, now until it happens, something really right, that is important. Uh, The people have uh, more worldwide connections and uh, are more interested in the culture of the wine. So for a start, uh, trying to be involved or study about uh, the wine industry, uh, we need to try wines. And Chile is a wine that we don't have, uh, or we have very small quantity of different wine from another country. So uh, the opportunity now is go through these WC said and and, and and another opportunities um, to uh, show the wines and the people are searching for different wines from different places from the world. So uh, now we have uh, small importers that are, are focused in, in, in wine from different parts of the country, from different countries. And winemakers like me, sommelier, and the wine community are searching and trying to to drink those wines here in Chile because uh, years ago the only way uh, was uh, just uh, go go and take a ticket and go to the different countries or another country to to find uh, worldwide uh, wine so now uh, this is the opportunity the people are trying are exploring more they wanting to know more about wines And I think this is a, a open door that uh, can 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 have an opportunity in in that way. I think not maybe in the massive kind of wines. I think in this special premium or more like terroir kind of wine can go in small quantities with better prices inside this uh, uh, wine community. So. I can make um, another comment because, uh, or maybe the question is open for you. Do you think that Italian wine or maybe French wine could be potentially a, a threat or maybe could be more like a partnership in the for the Chilean market? I mean, because ultimately, what is the main challenge of the Italian uh, Chilean market is to increase the consumption, right? So in this regards, maybe we can see a new actor as something bene uh, something positive more than a threat yeah i think uh, i don't know if if, uh, if it's going to work we, here we have a huge company like bspt another that have wineries uh, also in argentina are really strong here in chile with many brands so they are trying or they are yeah, doing innovations and they're putting uh, different kind of products Um, trying to go further in, in trying to increase the consumer uh, here. Um, I don't know if the partnerships can be in the best way. I think uh, this thing that is happening now with the wine community and this open door and the people trying to drink these uh, worldwide wines from other countries and searching for some other wines uh, Um, this is an open door uh, and that the people gonna be a 
appreciate better the Chilean wine and also appreciate uh, another kind of wine. And this door and the people and the culture is going to be more educated in wine. I think that is the way that uh, the consume is going to increase in the next years. Regarding the, the distribution channels, uh, I know, at least when I was living in Chile, that not just the wine, I think everything re related to the beverage or food industry and maybe another kind of market, the main uh, channel is supermarket, right? And I'm pretty sure that it's still the same in this last year. So can you tell us how is what is the main distribution channel and how is the upcoming years, how is the trend? Yeah, uh, in Chile, um, mainly the consumption here and in terms of sales are uh, in, in, in massive wines or also in, in the others is going through the promotions and mainly in supermarkets and that kind of channel. But uh, since two years ago, because of the COVID, uh, this changed radically. Of course, it's still the like the 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 the, the, the strong channel that, but in terms of of direct uh, sales and uh, from web page and another like e-commerce uh, ways are, are increasing a lot more than 300 if you compare with another uh, years and it's 300 percent more and it's increasing uh, like month by month and the people and the direct sales are getting stronger not at the massive and supermarket but uh, it's, it's taking a, a, a important part of the of the commercial line so and what about the the marketing right now because uh, uh, we think sometimes that the wine is like classic uh, traditional and but now i'm i'm seeing a lot of influencers and young people engage in this so how is this working in Chile? How how are these new trends, new how are engaging new people or young people into the wine? Uh, this is a, 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 a really good thing that it's happened now uh, because of the social media. Are a lot of people that have more touch or can see more this diversity of wine that we are showing us. So it's. Uh, it's a door that already is open and influencers or some winemakers that are influencers or some uh, like small companies or wine producers have the opportunity to show through the social media uh, those wines are the diversity and the people are exploring more because now they have um, this, uh, this uh, technology and the people, mainly all the people is connected to the phone and see by through Instagram or, or uh, another social media platforms. And they're seeing um, the people showing the wines, drinking the wine, different creations. Uh, and, and I think the people uh, now with this uh, platform also can buy the wine through some pages or from directly from some of them like Instagram. So the people are are exploring more, are drinking more brands of wine, 
and they are feel more comfortable because they can find or fit better with kind of wine that maybe in the supermarket was not easy to find. I know that the Chilean consumer uh, in a lot of matters is really trendy and is go with the flow, like we say in Chile, the boom of the aperitivo in Chile was not so many years ago, maybe eight years ago started. Of course, in Italy it has been always uh, the aperitivo as part of the cult. This uh, increasing trend in, in Chile, this could be also open a really good opportunity in, in terms of sparking, right? La, uh, as a recognized trend. And I know that Italy is really, is really onto this in Chile, right? Yeah, it's incredible. Like um, the people now is using more the sparkling because, uh, like as you say, in aperitif or different situation or in terrace in restaurants, mainly also in summertime or some uh, like holidays times or this any of the year, the consumption of sparkling is higher. And uh, not only like aperitif, it's incredible. Like in cocktails, how they are mixing some sparklings in the cocktails or so the sparkling is going through not only alone, it's only with the cocktails, and that's why the people are drinking more sparkling now in in different situation. And 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 this is uh, something that uh, is going on also because the sparkling have less alcohol. Some um, some consumers uh, want less alcohol level wines, and they are thinking. Uh, to try those and then then yeah they, they, that works better with them um so uh, i think um, in in terms of uh, the sparkling something that uh, year by year is increasing is incredible here like bspt wine group here in sparkling is huge in chile and year by year we are almost double uh, year by year the production of sparkling for the local market how, how about the price uh, perception or even the price itself between Chilean wines and uh, wines from the Europe, for example? Yeah, here, uh, like, uh, some sometimes happen that uh, when some products from uh, another countries uh, came inside the local market, uh, you see like the price point, uh, if you compare the quality and that at the same price point, you can get a better quality from the Chilean wines. So um, that's one of the things that the people um, maybe have in the mindset that for have a, like a wine, a really good wine from another country in Chile, uh, it's going to be like uh, in a high range of price. And also happen when... Uh, we, like a winemaker, sommelier, we bought wine from these like, uh, local dealers that import wine from another country. Same quality, uh, mainly are m much more expensive uh, the wines from, from, from outside of Chile. So uh, in terms of price point, it's, it's quite different. So I, even if the number of imp imports are not too much in Chile wine market. Can you tell us which is the main wines that are imported? I know that we have around like ten importers, and and they are focusing in different kind different kind of wine. 
we have some imported that is focused on, on, to bring some wine from Burgundy, another one from Bordeaux, another more focused in, in Italy, Italian wines, and um, and others that uh, that have like a huge range of uh, like really well-known wines. Uh, so um, I, I think mainly here you can find it wine from uh, Spain, Italy, and France are the main wines that you can find from from the different importers. Okay, but I think it's more focused on the whites or the sparkling, right? Or... Uh, in terms of in terms of volume, yeah, or quantity or more massive is uh, is the sparkling or some whites, yes. But in terms of value. Uh, is more in in whites and reds and steel wines. You you mentioned before that th there's a lot of variety in Italian wines. I believe that uh, Italy is the opposite of Chile in this matter because Chile is so centralized. We have like six more than half of the production is uh, from three competitors, right? One of one of them is your your winery, but Italy, but in the other hand, is totally opposite. Uh, some people can say that it's a, a good thing. Some others can say that it's make everything more complicated. What is your opinion about this fragmentation of Italian wines? Oh, like me, like a winemaker, I love diversity. So when you have the diversity, you, you can have different kind of complexity and different kind of elegant wines. And it's a word that, that, that I think you can find easily what wine fit with you better. Uh, but personally, uh, that is a thing that, uh, that is so important. Of course, I love it, diversity in those terms. When you only produce only one kind of wine and trying to do that only in a massive way, I think uh, you lost some of the culture of the wine. So... Um, so the people that is really involved in the wine industry and the wine lovers love to find this special spot, that diversity, and these single wines that make them special and unique. And I think uh, this is, is uh, I think, really important also in terms of value. Uh, you, you, you can go further in, 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 in the value uh, of uh, your bottle of wine, if uh, you are unique and you have that differences, uh, you you can express that uniqueness uh, easily way and find uh, your consumer that understand you, and of course you can get a better uh, profit and um, well-known wines in in that uh, in that terms. I think uh, it's, uh, it's a really good thing. Also in Chile, we are going in that way. We're trying to diversify our portfolio. Every year we are trying to track like more about or we study about more our history. And we are trying to put uh, better wines uh, with different varieties from different places. We have this país or Criolla, um, the Cinso, uh, some also Chini Blanc and, uh, and other varieties that are, are like uh, diversify the portfolio of wine from Chile. 
and also are showing that the naturality they have, that is this diversity, these beautiful places with different influences from the coast to the Andes mountain range. So, uh, so I think it's really important to have this uh, uh, diversity in terms of variety and, and places, and also a way to do it. To say something that I, I I honestly believe that Chile wants and is trying to move to this diversity and more premium uh, production of wine. What is the main strategy to of Chile to to get to this point? Because um, the paradigm is like we are still considered like uh, more about the quantity more than the quality. What are the main strategy uh, that Chile is adopting to? to get rid of this label? So um, now um, I think we have companies that are really focused in, in the premiumness and, uh, and also in the huge companies and the, 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 the premium wines are getting stronger year by year. Uh, we're showing our wines better in the reviews. Uh, we are more focused on, in trying to get this like higher price point to be more, more sustainable uh, in terms of the quality of the wines. So when uh, we focus in premiumness, um, we are focusing the uh, social media in, 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 in during the, 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 the worldwide trips, showing and speaking about Chile through the premium wines or the icon or the ultra premium wines or or the higher uh, labels that we have in in the company. So um, not only us, the sommelier and the export people now is uh, showing through those wines uh, to the importers, the final clients uh, and, 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 and others. Um, Chile through these premium wines. Uh, so this is the focus now in, in that term. So one thing that is happening, how is Chile reacting uh, to the pandemic situation that we all kind of know, but uh, in your opinion, how is Chile doing it? Oh, I think um, we, we're doing uh, quite uh, good in, in that term. I think uh, um, we have the opportunity that in, in Chile at the beginning already was closed like uh, everywhere. Um, but the people start to consume a lot in their houses and they spend more money than in the home trade, um, drinking more wine or more expensive wine. And they're starting to drink like better and eat better in, at home. But it is incredible that Chile, with the vaccines and this, uh, like really, I think, uh, good politics in that term, mostly of the of of the people in Chile, as already with the two vaccines, also with the with with that vaccines that, uh, that that give another or, or extra uh, protection. So uh, we still with the with the mask. Um, but uh, month by month, we are open more uh, bars and, and, and more areas with more people that can be in there. And the people are drinking at home very well and also is going 
to the bars and, and to the restaurants. And, and the people, I think, uh, uh, are, are going very well in that way. As a, as a company like us, uh, we are having really good sales and the pandemic is not like uh, crush us uh, or something. I think we get some another opportunities and, and we reach like, uh, or, or, or we, we put on the mood that the people are now. So as a recap, we can say that Chile uh, is not the most, is one of the countries with more uh, free trade agreements within the whole world. We can say that uh, the problem is like we are really far away with the mountain in between, so there's a chipping cost about it. But the main problem is it's the, um, the consumption. So you mentioned uh, that we can fight this uh, with education, but it should be in the long term, I think. So what can you say about this strategy of educate plus uh, trying to increase the consumption on trying to beat even the consumption of the beer on other products that I believe that they are the main competitors? Yeah, I think now uh, it's uh, quite hard because uh, maybe as you know here, uh, the beer like is the higher consumption in terms of alcohol or liquors. Um, so uh, I think uh, the education uh, uh, is a really important uh, way. And now the social media is giving us a great opportunity to go further and to reach more people to be involved in the wine industry and in the wine consumption. So um, the people are seeing the wines uh, more in different occasions, and not only in, in, in uh, usual propaganda, uh, and that, so in terms of the influencers that are getting more involved and uh, the, the people that realize it, the, the, the good thing that the wines can give to you, not only in education, in, in terms of uh, with, a, with a responsible consumption, in terms of uh, the healthy, uh, and you can have a drinking uh, wine, uh, I think. I think we are more open. The people are, have more opportunities to see this diversity in terms of the wine can fit better with different kind of wine. So I hope yeah, this is going to help in terms of the consume of wine uh, per capita uh, from, from now to the future. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, but which are the, more, the main countries that are importing the Chilean wine? The, the main countries are, uh, number one is Brazil in terms of volume. The second one is China. In terms of value, change a little bit. Volume is Brazil. In value is China. So first in volume, second in volume, Brazil. China is first in value, second in volume. And then you have the UK. Yeah. And, and then number four is USA. That's pretty shocking. I'm sorry, I just had to interject. Um, because your number two export country is China recently, or oh, it's always been like that? It's after they've um, embargoed um, Australian one. Is that correct? Uh, no, no, it's not correct. Uh, because uh, 
Uh, China has been one really important market since years ago. Now, of course, this problem with Australia, we are getting more opportunities to go in, but I am speaking about um, some like the numbers from the last two years. So, um, so China uh, is a strong market for us for for for. Some so it's always years, it's yeah. always been number two export market for you guys, mm, or just recently. Not. I think I believe it's pretty um, the impact of Chilean market, um, Chilean wine in China. I think it was definitely accelerated by the the absence of. Australian ones. At, at least that's what I had understood. But that's that's fascinating. Do you travel to China? Not yet. Uh, and, and it's really good this because uh, now we are getting stronger in, in China. We have this opportunity because of the Australia thing. But um, for me here, I, I manage like the premium icon wines from a huge group. And uh, uh, now we're starting to sell more to China in, in premium wines. And uh, <laughs> my first uh, trip to China was was settled, was over program uh, like two years ago, just when the pandemic started. So, uh, so this is going to be my first uh, wine travel when the the frontiers are open and, and we can start again to fly uh, to another country to say wine. So, Gabriel, how long have you been um, an ethnologist? Ooh, I, I have 39 years old and I started to be an ethnologist. Uh, I I finished my 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 ethnologist degrees uh, like 23 years old. So I have more than 15 years traveling, winemaking, but I settled down here in Chile uh, many years ago. I spent like three years and a half in a company in Curico and Maipo Valley, and then another eight years like a chief winemaker and managing the Cousinho Macul Winery that is situated more in Maipo Valley. And now um, I'm working here for more almost four years in charge of the icon wines of BSPT Wine Group. So what kind of wines are you producing now? Just for, you know, because usually we're focused on Italian wines, but what are you personally producing from here? Um, what kind of wines? Just give us kind of a panoramic view of what you're producing. Yeah, here we are producing like um, uh, more terroir kind of wine, very specific and unique wines. Uh, here we have real artisan winery. It's a small one. We're making around 36,000 cases. Mainly we work here in Cachapoal Valleys in the Andes part of Chile. So we are focusing to show icon wines from Andes influence. And we have a, a single Cabernet Sauvignon that is Cabo de Hornos. Um, we have a, 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 an icon blend that's called Altair. It's a blend of mainly Cabernet Sauvignon, some Syrah Cabernet Franc, and some Carmener, also from this Andes area, but it's more for the slopes or more high altitude, if you compare with the Cab. And uh, we have another blend that is the second wine of Altair that is called Sideral, and also it's a blend of the whole area. 
more of the flatland and from the slopes. And that is a, a, also a blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Carmener, Cabernet Franc, Syrah, and Petit Verdot. Those are the three wines here from Catapual and Focus in the Andes side. And we have another two wines that are really small production, but really terroir wines. We have uh, here a single Syrah from the coastal part of uh, Elqui Valley. It's really near to the coast and uh, more in the north part of Chile, near a city that is La Serena. And this very special Syrah, very cold influence, and very strong in terms of pepper, and uh, these olive uh, notes, and uh, this uh, like natural acid and, and colored Syrah. It's very special Syrah. And we have also a single Carmenure that is coming from more south, Maule Valley, from a place that's called Pencahue. In that place, it's very special. It's a little bit more hot. And we have there a soil that is very special too. It's a colluvial soil. Uh, but the earth, the color of the earth is, uh, is, um, is purple. And the wine is called Tierras Moradas. Uh, so, what does uh, that mean? Tierras Moradas. Tierras Moradas is, what is that? It's like purple earth. Ah. Because if you look the vineyard and you see the soil, looks purple, the color of the, 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 the earth. So, uh, so that's why it's really terrible wines and spe a special spot where the, the vineyard is situated that the, the soil is uh, purple colored natural because of uh, the natural minerals that we have there. So it's very special Carmener too. It's more structured, um, very well balanced, and, and mainly now we are selling that in the local market because it's very small quantity. So, you know, when we think about, I mean, most people, right, when we think about Chilean wines, we're thinking of, immediately we're thinking of common air, right? But it sounds like you are producing mostly Bordeaux blends plus um, some Shiraz. What about your cabs? Wait, what is the main difference between your cabs and, let's say, you know, old world, like uh, coming from Bordeaux, in terms of... Um, style and styles in terms of taste and aromas. Yeah, it's incredible. Like here, uh, here in Chile, uh, Carmen Earle is, is uh, one of our flags worldwide. But uh, in terms of uh, experience in Chile in wine, Cabernet Sauvignon is more, we have more experience in Cabernet Sauvignon for many, many years ago. And uh, in Chile, uh, we have uh, with that experience, if you compare the Cabernet from another places, here, like, uh, we're trying, we, we, we can produce a, a elegant Cabernet Sauvignon uh, with this maybe new world character or something. Uh, we can find a Cabernet Sauvignon that is uh, really velvet. It's not that very strong in terms of uh, tannins with great maturity. We can get it uh, easily. Uh, red fruit and good maturity with uh, good balance. So uh, it's something that uh, our our country or some um, places give us the opportunity to show uh, Cabernet Sauvignon with great expression in terms of the fruit. Uh, it maybe can be less pure scenic and we can have uh, this more like a more fruit expression of the Cabernet. Yeah, so less um, the green... Perezine, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, Car um, 
Jose, I've hijacked your um, interview, but were you done or should we invite some, um, uh, we don't, we only have a few minutes. If anyone would like to come up and ask a question either to Jose or Gabriel, please raise your hand and we'll bring you up on to the stage. But with a follow-up with that, Gabriel, what is the, like the difference in terms of consumer taste profiles? By the way, when you said 36,000 cases or whatever, is that, do you mean cases of 12 or six? Of 12. Of 12. Yeah, you're, of course, you're on the American side because we say here first, first six. So like a consumer, Chilean consumer, typically... When you, what are they looking for in a wine? I know this is a gross generalization. Are they more into the fruit? Are they more into the tannic structure or acidity? What are, what are they looking for more when you compare the Chilean consumer to an Italian consumer? You know, of course, I'm Italian wine centric. So my question really is, let me just translate that question <laughs> into something market oriented. <laughs> An Italian wine producer who would love, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure Italian wine is very, very small in terms of market share in Chile. But if what kind of wine would be interesting for the Chilean palate? That's I yeah, guess my question. That, that is an interesting question because uh, now everything is evolving. And the usual like uh, wine drinker in Chile, may, maybe years ago or, or more like uh, Atari, like it's more older, maybe 40 and older. And the people mainly want those kinds of wine that are more huge wine, maybe more woody ones, more volume, maybe with more sweetness. More alcohol. Like more alcohol, exactly. Uh, but the things are evolving a lot. The people now are searching. With, we have some people that are looking for those kinds of wine and another ones that uh, are looking more freshness, less alcohol. And another ones are, are looking those wines with more acidity, maybe less volume, more easy to drink. So this is a really important thing that in, in terms of diversity in Chile that now... Uh, you can find the wine that fit better with you. Uh, you can find this all stylish kind of wine you know, with, you know, from some company or from some places. And also now you can find this more freshness, more, more drinkability kind of wines and in that way. In, in my case here in the cellar, now we are evolved also in our high, high, high range or, or high prices wine we are searching more for delicated wines, and we are go further in that way, more than that strong, high alcohol level wines. I think it's more difficult in in in, in that way. But when you have good terroir and the people uh, have more drink, um, the wine is more drinkable, and uh, the people is appreci appreciating better the wines too. So I think it's going to be, it's going to help the consumption too. And are, are, is the young, younger generation, the next generation, um, I guess what I'm talking about is the gen, I guess not Gen Z, they're quite young, but Gen um, Y, you know, after the millennials, are, are they, are they drinking wine or are they 
drinking more beer and artisanal, um, you know, cocktails or, or, or whatnot? Mainly they are drinking more beer and different cocktails, mm. I think. This Just the like everybody, every, yeah. everywhere else in the world. Exactly. But I think uh, also now we, 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 we have more, more part of uh, in, in the consume of that, uh, that, that generation too, because uh, with this kind of wine and different innovation that you can find and maybe less alcohol, more drinkable wines, uh, the people are 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 more like uh, uh, have more opportunity to fit with the wines, and I think uh, this drinkability uh, and the wine that's going further in that, or the wines that have more like sense behind uh, the, the wine in terms of sustainability, organics, or biodynamics, or trying to help the, the climate change. Uh, those generations also are looking for something that gives you more than a taste, something that have a background. That, some uh, purpose. That, that, some purpose, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think the wine industry and through the wines, you can show a beautiful purpose in, in, in that way. So uh, I think that's going to engage better that, uh, that generation. Jose, did you have any more questions? Otherwise, I'll ask one last question, and then we can close up the room. So the I have a question, um, which I don't know if you know the answer, but maybe you can give us a general guideline. What is the price structure like in Chile? For example, an importer imports the wine for, let's say, $5 U.S., what, is, what are the multiples of being sold that in a wine shop um, or, you know, let's say a supermarket or as versus a restaurant? Do you know? Oh, that is, a, a, I know about the imports, but uh, mm-hmm. here in Chile, if uh, now it's changing a lot because usually in a restaurant, you can, if you compare it with the wines, shop or the supermarket same one maybe can have like three times the prices mm-hmm. that usually have in the restaurant but now you can find restaurants that are working also with the same price and oh, I really that's helps. interesting yeah it's really interesting also like the restaurant that is working like uh, or, or showing better the wines or the people that are searching for the wines having the in in a strategy that is different so you can find uh, good quality wines and a really good price so you can eat and drink really good wine at the same uh, place without paying so much uh, with a bottle of wine so that three plus i think some restaurants are still with that uh, that way to do it, but another one is going more like approachable wines, uh, and this is also helping in, in terms of uh, the consumption. I mean, can you, is it is it a common practice for customers to bring their own wine, of course, with the corkage? Is that is that a common practice in Chile at restaurants? Um, I think the only ones that do it is the winemakers, sommelier, and other ones that work uh-huh. in the wine industry. But really, the people are not taking their bottles to the restaurant. It's something that is not really like uh, an unusual thing. Mm-hmm. 
But okay, of course, yeah. every restaurant have this uh, option, but uh, but uh, not all the people is doing that. Right. Okay. Very good. So I just want to say thank you so much, Jose, and also um, I guess you guys are friends, right? Now we're friends. <laughs> With Gabriel, how do you say it, Gabriel? Gabriel. Sí. Okay. Okay. And uh, Mustakis. What kind of name is that? That sounds more Greek. Yes. Yeah, it's Greek. Mustakis is coming from Greek. My family is coming from Kefalonia. Ah, okay. Iceland. How did you end yeah, up? Well, Greece. I don't think we have time for that, but how did you end up in Chile? Uh, yeah, I because, guess we'll uh, have to open another room to talk about <laughs> why, how you ended up in Chile. So uh, my, my, my grandfather's uh, my grandfather came directly from from Greece uh, after the the war. The the war. So. Wow. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Listen, Gabriel. If you happen to come to Italy, we are here for you whenever you would like to pop by, and we can share some Italian wine together. Oh, nice. Thank okay. you so much. And when we're in Chile, we will definitely be uh, looking out for you. Yeah, this is going to be your house. So Okay, excellent. Love know. it. <laughs> I just self-invited. Okay, very good. Thanks, everybody. Ciao, ragazzi. Tomorrow with Va Valeria Tennyson, with Car um, Carolyn Walt. We're back to Italian Wine Club uh, at 6 p.m. Ciao, ragazzi. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, chin chin. Hi, everybody. Italian Wine Podcast celebrates its fourth anniversary this year, and we all love the great content they put out every day. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People has become a big part of our day, and the team in Verona needs to feel our love. Producing the show is not easy, folks. Hurting all those hosts, getting the interviews, dropping the clubhouse recordings, not to mention editing all the material. Let's give them a tangible fan hug with a contribution to all their costs. Head to ItalianWinePodcast.com and click Donate to show your love.